like the real deal now. Ooh. Gonna kick this sorry ass out on the street. Hello everybody, welcome to the Northern Wrestling Podcast. Uh, my name is Robert Butler, and with me today is uh, Craig Irby. Craig, welcome back. Oh, howdy, howdy. Yeah. And um, today we are continuing our Money in the Bank series. Uh, we're talking about last year's Money in the Bank match. Hopefully, so far, the last time we did the series, Undertaker's streak, and that ended. So, um, hopefully, this will still continue for a few more years yet. You're going to keep you're gonna keep going on that streak of uh, Roman Reigns not winning matches at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that streak's got to stay alive. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, um, Trey, at this time, um, how were you with wrestling at this time last year? Were you kind of in or out of it? Or? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, up until I watched the show, I did not remember that much from last year. Like I, I imagine it, it's about like I am now, which is that I definitely watch and I definitely enjoy a lot of wrestling, but I also feel like at the same time I've, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of tough, too, because, and I'm sure you'll bring this up um, a little bit as we did this. This week, this time last year, was depressing. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, um, mostly because, uh, you know, the elephant in the room, which they even bring up on the pay-per-view itself, you know, the very first <laughs> images of the pay-per-view, um Dusty Rhodes passed away in uh, June 2015, and literally the first WWE event since his passing was Money in the Bank. So of course they have like you know the ten bell tri- the ten bell tributes, and they play Common Man Boogie, and uh, Vince McMahon does this weird mix of you know being emotional and sad, but also tapping his toe to yeah. Common Man Boogie, which in hindsight, is just kind of a weird image when you don't know anything about Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, that's um, true. Um, it's just such a weird thing to be like, wow, he really got into that song for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> like, that's odd. But, you know, it's, it, it's also just like a weird, weird time. Like, like, when you bring up the competitors in this match, even, it gets really weird. <laughs> Yeah, it does. I mean, um, we're kind of, I mean, we're just briefly talking about just those two worlds. I think, I think a lot of people, um, I think for me, for me, it was very, um, I was so bitter with wrestling, but I know, I knew most, more of his sons, girls, and Cody Walls, it was just very recently left the company um, at this time. And also, uh, he was commentated at WW briefly before, like, he was just uh, Tony Giovanni and Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Um, and then he went on to do the NXT stuff. So obviously, I think I remember when he passed away, what, the week, the week or the week, uh, two weeks before this pay per view. Um, so it was uh, obviously like a, a tough thing. Um, we've, uh, we've talked about the competitors, Mark. We have Wendy Orton, uh, Neville, uh, Dolph Ziggler, 
Kobe Kingston, Sheamus, Roman Reigns, and as I call him, fame, Cobra King. He's just coming out in just uh, trousers yep. and shoes. Yeah, the old, the old jeans look. Yeah. Uh, um, who did you think was... Do you think it was a good group to go with? Because I think someone like, yeah, no problem. Could be like, why are you in this group? No. I don't think it was a good group. <laughs> I'm going to just say that outright. No. Uh, for the match being a ladder match, the fact that they only had two guys... Like, I mean, I know Ziggler has, like, you know, the, you know, the comical overselling and, you know, which yeah. looks pretty good in ladder matches, but only Neville and Kofi were really known for that style. Yeah. And I mean, I get why they want to put Roman Reigns in there because of course the whole story of Roman Reigns is 2015 is that he keeps having all of these random moments in which he should be the guy and he's not the guy. And then I get why they put Sheamus in there because at least at this point they're trying to, you know, build him up as like a reasonable heel threat and you know, all that. Yeah, and I guess I get why Orton would be in this match because you know where else you gonna put him? There's not like he didn't have like a big feud happening at this point, so you know you get you know you'll you'll at least get like you know like he did like he got great reactions for you know like oh he all he has to do in this match is come in and do like three or four RKOs and then just you know you know piss off for like ten minutes or whatever yeah and you know that which which works and I guess they put Kane in there because. Uh, in one of the weirder stories of the match, I've begun to realize there are a lot of past Money in the Bank winners that are in this match. Uh, because yeah, yeah, Kane, yeah. Kane won in 2010. Uh, Orton had his uh, run in uh, 2013. Uh, Ziggler, of course. Um, and then, you know, the other four p- folks that weren't. But uh, in the case of Kofi, he's like a veteran that's in the match. And, you know, so on and so forth. But at the same time... Like, and maybe, and this is a weird time, too, because, of course, we don't have the guys quite called up yet that would, you know, populate this match, you know, for example, this year's match. Yeah. You know, like, you don't have Kevin Owens up there. You don't have Sami Zayn up there yet or anything like that. And, but, and, you know, you know, Rollins and Ambrose, you know, fighting for the title. So it's not like they can't really be in the match that they're fighting for the title for. But, you know... so I so to be honest, I also don't know if that could do any better. Yeah, but this combination of people is weird. Of course, the other part about it that's weird is um, you mentioned Ziggler's in the match. This is in the midst of uh, a, a storyline that they had in which uh, Lana and Rusev had uh, basically broken up. Like they broke up their yeah. business relationship. It's also implied, of course, that you know it was all you know a physical relationship as well. And she takes a liking to Dolph Ziggler because I don't know he's a blonde guy. I don't like the reasons for it. Doesn't have to make any sense. He, yeah, she just likes true. Dolph Ziggler. I'm, I'm a bit soft. That just seems a bit weird to me. Um, but, I, like, I like Lana and Rusev together because um, I since going to one in NXT, then I'm pretty much they were just awesome to get NXT and then. Yeah. Obviously, you had the previous scene that normally ends badly for that person. And then, yeah, uh, and then as it did. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad now because now, like, well, real life, they're actually got engaged. Uh, and I remember Adam Rose was doing, I didn't really watch it because I didn't really watch Raw, but this whole like, weird segment when I kind of exposed them for being together. And we were like, well, we knew that anyway. But um, and now he's now the United States champion. He decided to brutally murder Kalisto in the last pay per view. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the moment we start the match, um, to me, it was just it was going through the thing with the Cuban push and Roman Reigns. He, he won the Warrior Woman the last year. He had the main event, get um, Bob Lester, and then was ruined by from a Seth Warren's kind of his money block appearance, like cop blocking him. Um, but I, I, I couldn't see anyone else but him winning this because it's keeps me keep pushing and pushing and pushing for. Yeah, I kind of want to do it in the vlogs. I, I, I can only see Wayne's winning. He'll win this, he'll catch it in on Seth Rollins at some point. And yeah, I tried really okay. hard to... Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, um, I tried really hard to get myself back in the mindset of what I would have felt a year ago in this time, just because, again, we're talking about, like, you know, Neville's in this match, and if it's, like, the Neville of today, poor, poor guy, but yeah, he would, he would go from... At this time, there was a slight chance that maybe they would just be like, "Oh yeah, they would, they keep calling him the new sensation." You know, why not have him yeah. have him have that thing? To where now, of course, about a zero percent chance that he would do that. Yeah. Um, and and then Kofi, Kofi's interesting because, of course, this is this is basically the genesis of the new day gimmick as we know it. Like not yeah. the. Not the New Day gimmick that kind of flopped originally when they're baby faces and they're like, oh, we're happy. But the New Day, Day gimmick where it's like they have, you know, these weird comic asides and just do bizarre things that uh, get increasingly stranger but also more entertaining as it goes along. And that was also interesting as well because it also gave like a new coat of paint to Kofi. Like yeah. if Kofi's in that match years ago. Of course, everyone and their mother's like, oh, of course, he's not winning. But the, the Kofi Kingston in this gimmick was at least... At, there's no likelihood that he would win. Yeah. But so, with the way that their booking could get sometimes around these matches, it certainly could be seen as on the table. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it's one of those things... Um, so anyway, we get to the match. Um, oh, one more thing It's also the first match on the card. Do you find that a bit weird to the, the main the pay-per-view is named after it? <laughs> that was weird too. But uh, I guess I guess at the end of the day, I if you have a choice in the matter, I'm, I'm not one of these sticklers where like like oh in elimination chamber match it's okay they could open up the elimination chamber pay-per-view. I get the third one especially when the match is stiff. Yeah. Is that they get the money in the bank and that they could theoretically cash it in in the main event. Yeah, that's true. I suppose I'm almost asked to be like the main event. I'd probably be like, you know, like the midway point or something like that. Yeah, um, that's, that's true too, of course. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it didn't really matter to me, though, placement necessarily. Like, if they think, though, it's going to be like a real exciting match, or if they just think, well, you know, let's get this out of the way and talk about the real views. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all, you know, Dean Ambrose fights Seth Rollins for the 85th time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it, it's a variable. It kind of is. Yeah. So, anyway, um, the match starts. You've got uh, Kenny's going to fight in one corner, Wade and Neville in another corner, Orton and Sheamus in another corner as well. So, they're all like fighting each other. And Kofi's had dropped on duty, grab a ladder, slides in, and about to climb. It's kind of like half through climbing where everyone stops to say, What the fuck do you think you're doing? And um, so, they pretty much pull him off. I thought that was a nice bit to begin the match. Um, and they had a bit where like Kane was just like everyone, everyone was trying to put on and Kane was like nope just pull them off um, Kane tried to choke Samson but he was versus the DDT 
and then um, Seamus pulls the off the ladder and hits white nose on him. So um, I don't know, it's just to be just nothing that, except for the beginning, nothing really stood out. It's like, a guy who kind of it just pulled him off one night and that was it really. I will say this, like, there was a good theme that was starting to get established at this point in the match, which is Kofi somehow being alone with the ladder and just really sneakily, like, just trying to climb up real quick. Yeah, at the beginning of that. I, I did like that. That, yeah. that, watching that through line, especially with, you know, what happens later in the match with him, was, uh, was real fun to watch. Yeah. So, uh, he, yeah, so you get to that, and then uh, Seamus goes to the outside to catch the other rest, but, but then he runs back in to pull Kofi off the ladder again. Um, he tries to hit White Noise and Kofi into a ladder, but Kofi wants to get out of it. And then he never gets a chance to shine. He uh, hits Seamus with a drop kick, and then um, Kofi responds with a flying forward on him. Um, Kofi was like a broad trick and hits Troy Powers and Seamus. And one thing you know is that sometimes some other matches you get like. Um, like one person get a bit of a shine or so we don't really get them more like we got little glimpses before you know another wrestler kind of stop down and then you know kind of wizard repeat I mean it's, it seems to be just there was still going it's still the iron front decent but nothing that like kind of stands out yet I would say I would say weirdly especially considering well the finish uh there's quite a few spots in this match where it does feel like Sheamus is like real dominant. Up to the point to where there's even a point in the match outright where uh, Sheamus is beating up people in the ladder. And then you begin to realize as Tom commentary is literally screaming at the top of their lungs like, you know, Oh my god, Kofi's on the ladder! Kofi's on the ladder! Like, what the, what the, oh, you missed the shot where Kofi's on the ladder. What's okay, yeah, going on? Yeah, kind of the point of the match, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I just, but that ah, WWE production. Sometimes, sometimes they get it right, then sometimes they literally focus on Sheamus for five minutes and then forget. Oh yeah, this is a lot of much The guys almost getting. Yeah, um, they like nice bits here. Um, Neville and Kofi stop back in the corner, and then Neville uh, tried to do monkey for Kofi, but Kofi like lands on his feet and climbs the ladder. So Neville's like, oh right, okay, um, pulls him off. And then, uh, oh, the stock climb upside, and Wayne pulls them both off. And Wayne decides to um, power bomb Kofi into that ladder, and then power bomb Neville onto Kofi. Which. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, that was. That was of, like, the uh, the traditional Money in the Bank spots. Yeah. I mean, that, that one was real good, uh, all things considered. Uh, now, I, I hesitate to say. That would be like a mid-range spot and say, for example, the WrestleMania 32 ladder match. Yeah. But for this match, particularly when it, yeah, when it's kind of meandering for a little bit, it's like, you know, it's one spot like, oh, yeah, this is a dangerous smash that hurts people real bad. Yeah. You don't get that. You don't get, like, flashes. Um, some basically, I remember um, Sheamus, like, destroying um, Sin Cola version one. Through, through a ladder a few years ago and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that, so. one was, that one was a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. What was that, 2011? 2011 was the, um, oh. the World Heavyweight Championship one. So, um, gotcha. okay. yeah. so um, we get to the um, Wayne's Hospital, but uh, Cobra Kane jumps in. Um, then Kane's Hospital, and then Orson kind of just goes arcade mental. So, arcade Kane, arcade is um, Cobra Kane, 
Um, and then Neville kind of bolts over one and climbs the ladder, but pretty much also drops it there, pulls him off, and into straight to the RKO. Um, and then also like he's trying to save a little bit, but he gets hit by a gold kick. Um, this isn't really very much of an important aside, but uh, uh, JBL made a joke about Patty Power, uh, which I'm vaguely aware of as like a you know a is a bookmaker's a, yeah. a betting site. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. I'm, I'm aware enough of that that aspect of it. Yeah, I know I know sports betting is kind of is not really legal, is it? So unless it's in Nevada, so. That uh, I always find it kind of funny too. Yeah. JPL will have his like random like ten percent of the thing. Like he'll talk about like you know the Six Nations or like just random random asides that only British people or you know people that are definitely not American would uh, appreciate. Which uh, I guess is like one positive quality of JPL. I don't have very many positives of the guy, but it seems like he at least would like. Well, it seems like he did at least get along really well with like I don't know, uh, going into like a you know crowd of hooligans, yeah. <laughs> and, like during like you know the Euro Euro twenty sixteen. Yeah. So um, yeah, we, we, JBL kind of I don't I'm kind of hit and miss with sometimes he's decent, sometimes I don't know whatever. Um, but he is. Um, it does. I don't. I like the way he kind of like kind of incorporate. Um, like an international flavour also. I mean, he's been talking a lot about, um, I don't even just oh, what you call soccer there, but um, Leicester City won the, won the championship here in England, and he's saying, so he kind of met that a few times and talked about that there were teams that were tipped to get relegated and they're going to actually win the championship. So he's like, totally mention that, that in terms of like, you know, like an underdog and trying to get an international field. Like, you know, like, I, I, I want to say that he may have brought that idea of, you know, he might run Leicester City. Yeah. Uh, in relation to, like, you know, say, for example, when Zack Ryder won the title, right? you know, WrestleMania 32 or something. Yeah. See, it's yeah. like, oh, that's impossible to beat. How is that even, you know? Yeah. yeah. His analogies can get, as you said, very hit and miss. He can, you know, spend, like, some time where he just yells at Byron for 10 minutes for no reason yeah. whatsoever, and then other times where he actually can bring up wrestling history in a way that doesn't seem to get him yelled at so yeah. it's very hit and miss is the best way you could uh, put JBL there I would say yeah that's true um, pretty much um, I think that's a bit where Sheamus um, and Ziggler are on the uh, top of the ladder and Sheamus um, uh, sorry Ziggler tries to sleep and then doesn't stick up the ladder and then Neville hits Sheamus with red arrow um, and then Neville Ziggler finds up the ladder and um but let Ziggler their phone off. Neville tries to um, get pulled off by Kane. And Kane tries to choke slam him, but Ziggler super kicks him. Um, then Kane sees it's outside and then gets super pushed by Reigns. And then uh, you get the traditional uh, one spot onto all the wrestlers where, um, where Reigns does his over the top suicide dive to all the wrestlers. Which, as I mean, I mean the thing about my, my main problem with Reigns is that is he's someone that. It's not a character that I can get behind to a certain extent, and I think I and honestly I think it's um, too soon. But uh, you know, push a bit too soon. But I do like some of his moves. And one of my faves is the over the top suicide dive moves. Yeah, uh, I mean it's 
it's almost a debate not even worth getting into, the whole Roman Reigns debate about him, you know, about, well, the crowd boos him a lot, but he's got really great matches, because, like, yeah. you know, he, he has had some fantastic matches. Um, and after a certain point, it's just like, it's like, I don't know, you can, there's a complexity to the guy that is not apparent in his character, obviously, yeah. but, like, the actual performer Roman Reigns uh, is just weird in that he can he can bust ass in the ring probably about as good as anybody in that company. And yet at the same time, he also he also can see like, the most annoying figure in said company. Sometimes in the same match. Yeah. <laughs> like Sometimes you can be like, ah, oh, dang it, Roman Reigns is doing this again. And then also, you know, you know, Otherwise, uh, that's that's a good example of. Uh, although, honestly, actually, I wasn't bothered that much about like Reigns' presence. Like up until, uh, well, you know, up until a certain particular thing, which isn't even his fault necessarily. Like Reigns is fine in the match. Like yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, destroy every literally everyone at least yeah. at you know, one point. You know, he, like he's like he's a reasonable competitor in a match that everyone expected him to win anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, so while that's happening, uh, Big E and Xavier was from the New Day, and I totally forgot they were heels at this point because they're, they're now faces. Uh, one down, help Kofi. Um, they don't really do much, it's just like, get him in the, get him in, get him in the wing, get him out of the wing, kind of start encouraging them, so you like, I thought, you know, the heels, I thought they might do a bit more, but... Um, yeah, I, I think they feel like, though, uh, they kind of muddy the waters a bit as far as, like, like they can't literally just go up there and take the dang thing themselves. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand they, that. Yeah. But you had, uh, you had, you had a little bit of fun. I remember in uh, 2010, I think it was a war match when Ted DiBiase Jr. had Maurice as a, like, assistant or whatever, and it was one bit where she was trying to climb the ladder, and the, and the, and the comedy was going... Oh, could she get the ladder and all that stuff? But she gets like politely coached down by John Morrison. Uh, <laughs> I do remember that. That yeah. was a very weird time. No, so, yeah, because I, I think, I think when I was watching it, I just thought as she went before, if that happened as she chair, she would have like hit a, like an RKO or something. She went out of the wing, and then you had the shield um, into the I think the one Derry Sandow one, where they kind of helped out. That actually physically helped out the Ambrose or something before they got stopped. So it was a bit weird them being like the bad guys in this, just like kind of grabbing this guy, put him in, and go like, go, go, go. So it was a bit weird. But anyway, they don't do much because um, Rain doesn't know like his drop kick. I don't know, it's like a drop kick, like along the apron to them, so they both get knocked down. And then um, and then Rain grabs Kofi and power bombs him onto the Wester's outside. Um, Alden comes in and tries to RKO Wayne's because he's through a spear. And so everyone's down, and you think, look, Wayne, Wayne's kind of looking like, right? that's the end of the match. But it's not. Um, Bray Wyatt decided to pay a visit. And, oh, no. Yeah, Bray, and, uh, yep, old Bray Wyatt just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, just just on a brief, what do you, I feel so, Bray Wyatt, because he's got probably, I think him, him, Enzo Mori, I mean, two of us are probably two of the best talkers in on the main roster. But, is a very unique character, the White family, and I certainly feel like they they've not they've mad badly mishandled it on in the WWE. Uh, no, no doubt. I actually I agree with that. Near, 
I don't have as high an opinion on Ray's actual, you know, promos and the like, but at the same time, I also think that, like, with what ultimately becomes the motivation of this Roman Reigns Bray Wyatt feud, yeah, which is just a real like, which like all like all good WWE feuds in which they don't seem to totally have an idea what they want to do, they basically want a setup that will take Roman Reigns out of the match, makes him look credible because like he literally basically won the match, but because it's Bray Wyatt, you would think there's like a massive reason behind this you know i like a like a i don't know a greater calling or something like you know like someone's telling me that we can't you know or i don't like the sad thing is i don't know but clearly they didn't need because right. their their reasoning for it is like well you know i just want anybody else to be uh be top guy but not you like, yes yeah, it seems to be Bray Wyatt care about that why would Bray Wyatt be like well, you know, I'm really curious about the hierarchy of professional wrestling. Me, the cult leader, who actually, for the most part, actually doesn't seem to really care that much about, like, who's champion and who's yeah. not. But now, suddenly, at this random point in my history, I suddenly do care about who is champion and who has that briefcase and whatnot. And you're like, what? Is the world? What is going on? You know, like, yeah. Like, it's literally, it just seems so, like, I get it. What their aim was was to try to poke holes in Bray Wyatt's character of like you know not actually being like a you know a supernatural cult leader guy, but just a guy who thinks it, but really is just like you know like everyone else. Yeah, that's true. But of course they never did that, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I think I think my main problem with Bray Wyatt is always been it's just it's just the same stuff. He's like he's even like Peter Wesley and like going and kind of like points out the flaws and all that stuff. And then they just don't change at the end of it all, so it seems a bit pointless. Um, anyway, uh, pretty much, right away, pretty much, I think he like, pretty much pushes the ladder and gets wins off, and hits him with sit down big and then bails. Um, Seamus climbs up the ladder, and even though Neville tried to stop him, uh, Seamus stops that happening, drops the briefcase, and wins the match. So, you know, we know Seamus. Um, I think, I think a, for me, I was a bit surprised, but. He had to come back about what, a month, six weeks beforehand. So perhaps like probably sort of like trying to get him back again, trying to give him a big, 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 uh, big push. Um, yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that go well. Um, but um, did you did you think it was the right decision? Because I I think at the time it was like okay, I want to be like let's see where it goes kind of things. Um, but obviously I think it seems to be not the best decision they made. Well, I was going to say, in hindsight, obviously, because, you know, we we have hindsight of, like, you know, everything that ends up happening and that, you know, how silly it ends up becoming, and, you know, that basically Seamus, you know, went from in one year being the badass money bank holder to being guy who feuds with Apollo Crews and uh, just uh, is in movies, but... Uh, I wouldn't really notice necessarily that much, yeah. you know, just but stuff like that, where it's yeah. like, to yeah. where, if I have to take myself back in the mindset of a year ago, I mean, it's, you kind of have, it, you kind of, you know, like, in a, in a tough spot anyway, because you don't want to give it to any of the guys that already won one, and, not, yeah. and it's not like it would make 
any help for them to win another one, to be honest. Closest thing I would think of is, I do genuinely think that, like, Neville probably would have been fantastic at that particular role. Yeah, that's true. Like, I get the, I get though that they may have not wanted to do a story to where, in classic Neville form, they probably did never want him to be a champion, and it's probably not the best idea for that gimmick to have the person that doesn't, you know, lose, even, albeit however heroically he would have lost. Yeah, but at the same time, the whole gimmick of the match kind of, like, it, it was just a weird, it's just such a weird situation. And, I mean, they got lucky the year prior, well, lucky is a relative word, yeah. you know, by having the fact that, like, oh yeah, we could just actually put the title on there instead of having to have a briefcase. Well, I, they had the briefcase and the title thing, didn't they? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like, I don't, like, all of this, all of it, though, yeah, like, I don't know who, you know, you know what, I probably would have put Kofi. I would have put Kofi. We did, I just want to see what would happen, like, you know, they just went, oh, screw it. New Day's got all the belts. I don't know why, but they do. Yeah, so, it's, um, so, yeah, so I think where, where I walked down is, like, um, I, I wasn't quite sure where he would become the champion or be the third person after Cena sent out to fail, but it didn't do, but do it, they don't really do much. Um, when it comes to the cash-in, um, I'm not sure what we had planned, but uh, we might talk about it later, actually, is that um, Seth Rollins uh, pretty much destroys his knee in a match against Kane on the, well, on the tour to the UK and Ireland, um, so t- the title gets vacated. Uh, pretty much the two final, uh, I think pretty much I'm saying that, yeah, Ray's going to win this. Um, pretty much, um, it, the finals are survivors here between um, or Ambrose and uh, Reigns. Reigns wins. Uh, Trivet comes out to congratulate him. Um, the other bit, I'm going to mention, the bit just before the tournament started where he had Triple H uh, go to one way through and go, look, okay, if you, if I am more than happy to help you win this. They'll get you know. So it seems similar to I'm not going way back here. Since we're into what Mr. Uh, Madden the Mankind in '98 during like that kind of same period. Oh, I'm sure it's direct analog. Man. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, so it's a Survivor Series tournament for the world title. Yeah, so it's so he's like, yeah, because obviously he's like Mr. Madden like that. You're gonna be a champion or so. So you know that is kind of looking to be that way. And Wayne's goals now good kind of thing. Um, by the way, he wins, and when Trivi comes to translate him, uh, Wayne decides to attack him, which is, well, I kind of find it a bit weird, because, like, it was, there's nothing, I know Trip it's a bit weird, because sometimes, I always wonder, Triple H and Stephanie have never done anything bad to Wayne, it seems to be to kind of offer him things, and Wayne says no, so they get they get a bit pissed off almost, like, well, you, you want our help, you threw, you threw it, no, we offered you help, and you threw it back at us, kind of thing. So I did find it weird that he attacked first, even though he's the, he's the good guy in this. Um, but after that, uh, where is, where, uh, sorry, Seamus comes surprise bitch, um, bro kicks Reigns, um, catching his money in the bank, and I think he tries, I think he pins him, but Reigns kicks out. But after another bro kick, he pins him and becomes a champion. So um, what do you think about that whole cash-in when it happened? That was also dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's just 
I, it was obvious that they're trying to, like, I, this is also a situation where WWE just couldn't help but that year just have dumb things happen. Yeah. Most of the time, for reasons because of, you know, what happened, you know, you know, obviously a lot of stuff there is not going to be their fault. They had to, like, instead of booking, I would imagine their idea was going to be to try to get, you know, you know, Roman a title win against, you know, Rollins somewhere down the road. Um, instead, and instead just went ahead and was like, oh yeah, um, uh, oh yeah, we got money in the bank, we should probably use that. Um, no matter the fact that Sheamus, at this point, they had, like, the funniest thing about, like, him being the money in the bank holder is that he was a near different character come December. Obviously, it's proven by the fact that, like, he formed, like, he forms the League of Nations. They suck. All of them are, all of them are made worse for being in the stable. Um, in comparison to, like, this, you know, this reasonably badass guy that he is when he wins the thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, one of those things where they obviously couldn't have him cash in on Rollins just because I mean, the guy had just turned, so you don't really want to turn him back. Yeah. Um, but just none of the, like, the idea that this Roman Reigns Sheamus feud was going to produce anything but, like, it produced some good matches, but, like, it produced good matches that basically had to drag people into enjoying them. Yeah, that's true. Like, they, like, after this, uh, Roman Reigns and Sheamus have a match at TLC. A yeah. fantastic match. Like, a, like it is, a, like, a, probably one of the best matches, honestly, probably one of the best matches of that year. Um, yeah, it is what it is. What, it definitely looked that. And, um, but it wasn't until, like, the last two minutes of the match that anyone in that crowd cared. And yeah. even after that, it wasn't until, like, the five minutes afterwards for, like, Roman Reigns, quote-unquote, snaps on everybody that yeah. there was even, like, a lasting image that, you know, resonated. And ultimately, ultimately, though, I guess it worked if your idea was to have him be almost like a... In a weird way, because Roman Reigns won the thing and then lost the thing and then won it again, yeah. lost it again, and then won it again, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's... It's real weird to call Sheamus a transitional champion, but he obviously was. Yeah, he was. It's, it's, it's going to be a weird thing to do, and I do really, I do really kind of waste an opportunity with the money in the bank. Um, Roman Reigns is a three-time world champion, everybody. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, I remember they did that last year, I think. I think there was a time when um, Triple H and the Walk, they won, like, the, fir- the first three, like, reigns within, like, two or three months of each other. I think the Rock did that, and then uh, he was trying to, he was, he was like creating the title of Mankind at that time. And then Triple H, when he has reign, I think he beat Mankind, he lost to Vince McMahon, and then he won it back, and then he lost it to uh, Big Show, I think, and won it back, and then he kept it, kind of thing. Um, so I think, um, we actually have a question from Bill Mitnell, who's um, at Jim Dance, who's been there a few times. He said, imagine a scenario where Sheamus win title would go well. And I'm still struggling. I'm going to be honest. I I read that question too. I 
I'm pretty stumped by yeah. the closest thing I can think of though is that I think the sooner the cash in the better would have been in yeah I think that would have been the good point you could have had um, I think you I know Warner's had uh, Ambrose that night I can't remember the body drop but I know he has seen it a couple of times so it could have been so like Way out of the question, in my mind. And it eliminates actually what was a really interesting tournament idea with the, like the Survivor Series being a tournament. Yeah. But I always thought that it'd be really interesting to go go like full on weird '80s territory with it. Like the moment Rollins gets hurt, you just go on Raw and say, "Oh yeah, Sheamus cashed in Money in the Bank on," him. and you're like. Huh? Like, it, it's such a weird, like, out-of-nowhere thing to say, like, oh, yeah, Rollins is hurt, and also Sheamus cashed in the Money in the Bank on And, you know, the titles, you know, Sheamus. No, it is, yeah. Like, it's a, like, it's, it's the type of decision that wouldn't be, like, like, I don't know if there's any way to make a, that Sh- a Sheamus in 2015 run great. But I yeah. do think the element of surprise, like actual surprise, because I, because obviously going into like you know Survivor Series, they thought it would be an interesting surprise that Sheamus cashes in on Roman Reigns, but you know, literally everyone and their mom's like, oh Sheamus is cashing in on Roman Reigns. That's probably going to be what happens. Um, whereas like a genuine like, wait, what they they kept like. A good example of this would be like, you know, Samoa Joe won the NXT title earlier uh, this yeah, year. Yeah, the house show, yeah. 16, at a house show. Um, and I genuinely think, you know, when, especially with like the WWE that kind of was falling apart at the seams in 2015, the more surprises would have been probably the better. Or at yes. least that particular instance would have been, you know, yeah. I think it would have worked. It also probably would have, you know, it would have made the impending feuds that occurred yeah. maybe a little bit more palatable. Like, like no matter what, Sheamus was going to be a cha- transitional champion, but, you know, you could yeah. build him up very quickly. You, you actually could have used... That actually would have probably not been a bad idea for if they really had wanted to return Rollins as a babyface, because, of course, he was always going to get, like, a babyface pop in return. Yeah. Like, to say, like, you know, that his guy, you know, screwed him out of that, you know. Like, you know, you play up the link to, you know, Triple H suddenly souring on his boy because yeah. he got hurt and was weak um, and what have you. And, like, there were there were definite links there that, I mean, as I said before, I don't know if there's, like, any real good way to book that, but it would be better than what we've got yeah, that's true. I mean, you could have that. You could have um, kind of like, um, like someone like like Shane like stealing Wayne's idea. So you could have like a summer slam. You could have like something that happened where you had Wayne and Cena both down and Shane and cashes in on them. Kind of needs to kind of like, you know, you know, it's like, you know, that like Shane was like, oh, that's a great idea. But steal that and we'll use it on you, kind of thing. But that would be a bit impressive. But I think it might be a bit too soon. Um, so we we'll just talk about this year's money bank. Um, this year you've got uh, Simon Zayn, Cesaro, Trish Jericho, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, and Alberto De Rio. Um, I have to say, but everyone except Alberto De Rio, yes, great yes. idea. Um, 
I mean, um, I mean, obviously, you've got another bit of that as well. I mean, you've got pretty much like the Owen Zane feud that's been pretty much going on, um, like slowly for over a year now, especially with Sammy Zane's uh, injury and all that stuff. Um, so, um, who do you think as a pot? Who do you think will be the best guy to defeat Cream and win that, that match? The best guy to win that one would probably be Cesaro. Yeah. The guy that will probably win that match will be Dean Ambrose. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. It's, it just seems like that would be the direction they're going with him, but eventually, they're eventually taking the year to where they're like, oh yeah, sure, Dean Ambrose, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, you know, having him have that. Yeah. Is, seems like it makes sense, um, and they, at least in their eyes. I would yeah, think, but you know, the good thing about that particular match is, unlike the deal we had last year, I, I, you know, I want to say confidently that Dean Ambrose wins it, but I actually really don't know. They could go a lot of different ways. With yeah, it. that's true. I think it will be uh, well. Owens is a very reasonable guess as well. Like yeah. Kevin Owens winning. Um, I mean, even like as I said, someone like Cesaro. Uh, if they want to go fully left field, but, you know, Cesaro wouldn't be a bad option. Like, they've got a lot of reasonable picks. Yeah. Like, like, the only one that would be a reasonable pick in that situation is Alberto Del Rio, and I don't even think that's going to be, you know, I don't, I genuinely, unless they've, like, lost their minds, I genuinely don't think that would be a concern. Either. No, that's true. It's already, like, in their eyes, they don't like giving someone the money in the bank twice unless they're, like, Really, like you know, on yeah. the guy, like, like yeah. they gave they gave it to Punk, you know, twice. But past that point, I feel like they don't really want to like just keep having a guy like, oh yeah, he's a seventeen-time Money in the Bank winner. It's like, well, okay, that doesn't really make him good or anything. Yeah. But uh, so like, and, and I was gonna say, you also didn't bring up that there's always that I don't know if it's guaranteed or not, but there's a possibility there's a seventh person in that match still. We don't know who it is. We don't yeah, know. that's what I thought. I thought they were, cause they had um, that qualification matches for most of these, and then um, and someone did. But I heard that here we lose is going to be someone person. I thought I thought it was the real, but it's obviously not. So they must have like, probably changed it slightly. Uh, but there's I, a possibility that it could be uh, it could be one of the people that was in this match. Uh, yeah, so that's true. Or yeah. But, uh, again, you know, that, that's another interesting thing. We're, all, we're also taping this, by the way, on on Monday before Raw, so if anything changes on that, they added a guy in there, or if they didn't add anybody, and I'm just talking out my butt here, like, you know, um, <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think for me, I mean, I would love to see, um, actually, I would love to see, even though he's probably too old for it now, I would love to see Jericho win it, only because... Um, because he thought he did technically invent the match, so I find it weird he invented it but never won it. So I understand that, but at the same time, I also think that actually creates something for his character. Yeah. The idea of the guy who invented the dangerous match, but also has never done it, because it it also seems like that's the type of thing that I mean Jericho is like a you know a as a wrestling character is a very vain guy anyway but I also like the idea of always having the put down of 
Well, you know, you invented that match, but you've been in like 18 of them and you've never performed. So what? Yeah. So what do you? You know, that that sort of thing. I I always I always like when they have like you know the minor things of like these successful wrestlers who also still failed at like one key aspect of their thing. So yeah. so I I would I would never book Jericho to win. That's true. I, mean, I think I'm probably like yeah, but I think. Okay. I mean, I'd be Sava, I'm just going to be too guys to with it. Um, so yeah, um, that's pretty much it. So, uh, Craig, where can we find you in the I am basically only available at uh, on Twitter at Irby the Cleaner. That's I R B Y the Cleaner, much like Kenny. Oh God, I'm explaining jokes. Um, and uh, I'm going to try. Like I'll. Just follow me there, and I, if I'm doing any other writing or anything like that, I'll usually bring it up on Twitter anyway. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Um, for me, I'm at northernwestern.wordpress.com for the uh, podcasts, and northernwestern.blogspot.com for the blog. Just focus on paper reviews mainly, and if I ever get time to do it, and some paper pieces as well. And um, I'm on Twitter at northernwestern all the word. So, Craig, uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, no problem. I'd love to be back again. Whatever the chance comes. Hello, and um, thank you for listening, guys, and goodbye.